0: Hey friends, welcome to the Self-Care Sisterhood Podcast, where we're all about taking action and making progress towards what matters most. My name's Brittany, and I'm a coach, community builder, and your self-care BFF. My heart is to empower and equip hardworking, purpose-driven women just like you to take care of yourself so that you can go out into your world and love and serve from that overflow. Each week, we'll tackle topics that help you show up as your best self, navigate sticking points, and get real and raw about what it takes to be on journey. I'm the founder of the Self-Care Sisterhood Community, and I believe we weren't meant to do life or our journeys alone. I wanna help you live your best life. So welcome, let's dive in. Hey, hey, Sisterhood Community. I'm pretty pumped for today's episode, and I know it's gonna have so much value. I get pumped when I know this because it's coming straight From you. In a recent conversation with one of my besties, we were talking about how fruitful our years have been so far. It's wild. She hosted this vision party at her house, like in the middle of January. And when we were talking to each other, we were looking back on all that we've both done, like in our journeys so far this year. And it was so crazy that none of it was alive when the year started. For example, she started this breathwork and cold therapy business that at the time when we were at her house, it wasn't even really a thought. In fact, she was simply testing out cold therapy. She was doing like this little like cold plunge challenge for 30 days after seeing the impact it had had on her husband's life coming out of the military. So she that's like where she was. She didn't even have this like breathwork, cold therapy business. She was just testing this thing out. She was just trying something. And for me... I hadn't even started my podcast. I hadn't started the Sisterhood membership at that time. We were simply holding on to like tiny seeds of faith at the beginning of a brand new year that the next right thing would emerge for us as the year progressed and as we took like faithful action, right? And as we were chatting, I shared that I really felt like this had been one of the most productive years to date when it comes to like putting my head down and doing what matters most. And when she asked me about how, like she turned to me and she's like, okay, but how? Like how has it been super productive? A lot of the answer when I really sat back and started to think about it, it had to do with my calendar. I know, wild, right? I know time blocking might not sound like the sexiest topic we could talk about in this space, but I really feel like there's tremendous freedom hidden in how you structure your day. We often associate structure and routine as these like limitations that that sometimes maybe it holds us back from having fun, right? But friends, repeat after me, there is freedom in structure. There's freedom in structure. By creating discipline in your life, you can profoundly impact your mental health, you can reduce stress, you can boost productivity. More importantly though, structure is a game changer for setting and actually achieving your goals. So many of the women I work with are left feeling overwhelmed, chronically busy, and like they aren't making much progress towards anything that really matters to them, right? Like they're running a race, but it's for everyone else. And when I ask about how they're spending their time, usually it's reactionary, right? It's someone needed something and so I did it for them. And so today I want to break down a little different way. I want to break down how we can use our calendars and more specifically time blocking our months and our days to help us achieve more and feel fulfilled along the way. You ready for it? Let's dive in. So the first part of this deals with reflecting and prepping for your month. Before we get to the week-to-week and the day-to-day, I have to start with how I look ahead at my month. When she asked me, when my friend asked me how, and I said, well, time blocking, it's hard for me to start there with you because there's actually some things that happen prior to me blocking out my days. Otherwise, I would be throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping it sticks, right? So what I do at the end of every month is I take a moment to pause. It's powerful, you guys. I pause and I reflect and connect with myself. It's a simple routine that I literally write into my planner at the end of each month so I can give the time and attention I need to this process. So like, if you're listening to this in real time and you're like, that sounds nice and fluffy, but the end of the month is gonna come and it's gonna go and you are not going to actually sit down and reflect, I want you to pause what you're doing and like, literally write this in your calendar sometime during the last week of the month. I want you to write monthly check-in meeting. This is so key. I promise that this process is going to set the stage for everything I'm going to teach you later in this episode for effective time blocking. So a few questions I ask myself at the end of every month that help me reflect a little bit and kind of connect back to myself is, number one, I write out what are your current goals? And if you haven't said any yet, It's time to define what you actually want to achieve. I also journal what I'm proud of or celebrating from the past month because acknowledging your accomplishments and practicing gratitude, gosh, it puts you in such a posture that you are moving in the right direction, that you are not necessarily the words that sometimes you tell yourself you are. Because hello friends, if you were inside my head on a day-to-day basis, it's not always pretty. And so when I can sit down and I can say, no, Britt, you actually are doing the right things. You are moving in the right direction. You can be proud of that or celebrate that. It's everything. It helps me kind of change the station on the playlist that's going on in my head, right? The thing is, we don't celebrate ourselves enough. And if I were to ask you, when's the last time you celebrated yourself? Most everybody listening would probably need a moment to ponder, celebrating yourself you guys does not have to look like a huge moment it could simply be that you're making it through that you're surviving days right now that an older past version of you would have been completely crushed with right so be proud of that be proud of in this moment what you're handling maybe you are navigating motherhood and you are in the trenches of like newborn life hello maybe you've never navigated that before or even if you have navigated that because you have another child, you've never navigated it with as many kids as you do now, right? So be proud of yourself. Celebrate the fact that you are getting it right in so many other areas. Number three, I ask what hasn't been working so well and why is that, right? So identifying areas that need improvement, but also understanding the root causes, okay? Ask yourself what got your time and attention. And then is this in alignment with your goals? Because you can then evaluate your priorities and ensure that they're aligning with your actions, right? So is your time and attention going towards, you say it it should go towards your marriage or you say you want your time and attention to go towards creating an amazing first birthday for your baby girl, or you say you want your time and attention to go to this dream that's laid on your heart, but is it on your calendar? Have you been giving it time and space, right? Last thing I ask is, what have you been consistent with that is benefiting you and your goals? Now, this is a powerful question. I'm going to flip it here in a second. But a lot of times women come to me and they're like, I really have trouble being consistent, Brit. Like, I don't know how to be consistent. And to that, I say, mm, not really. That's false. Because we can be consistent, just not at the right things, right? Right. You've maybe been consistent at some things that are not the things that are benefiting you and your goals. For example, maybe your everyday at lunch you go and drive through and get, you know, a burger, fries or whatever. You've been real consistent with that. But is that benefiting you and your goals? So, maybe it's not a consistency issue. Maybe it's the choices you're making, right? Cuz we can be real consistent at sitting on the couch and watching Netflix. We can also be really consistent with going outside for a walk after dinner, right? So what have you been consistent with that is benefiting you and your goals? Give yourself a freaking high five for that. And then what have you been consistent with that is not benefiting you and your goals? And recognize that your consistent habits, they have a profound impact on either your progress or lack thereof, right? So it comes down to what have you actually been consistent with and is it in alignment? Okay. Then, my friends, I take a moment, I prep and I visualize for the coming month. So we just took a moment, we got really grounded, we reflected, we connected back to what, what just went down last month. But now I prep and I visualize for the coming month. So a few questions I use to help guide me in this area is what would progress look and feel like this month? For you, what would progress look and feel like as you're pursuing your health goals? What would progress look and feel like as a mama? What would progress look and feel like with your side hustle? What would progress look and feel like with your marriage? What would fulfillment look and feel like too? Don't just think about progress or like the end of that goal, but are you fulfilled along the way? Like, are you having fun along the way? I have set so many goals, my friends, that I just had no fun pursuing. Have you ever been there? So like, are you feeling fulfilled as you pursue this thing that you think is important to do? And if not, then maybe you've got a course correct. Maybe it's not the right goal for you, right? And that's okay. I want you to visualize your desired outcomes. What are you committing to this month? Like, what is a solid goal? Okay. So maybe you looked at what your goal was, but is that still a solid goal? And the goals, you guys, they don't have to be monumental. I set goals all the time. Like a date night this month is a goal for me. That's one day out of like 30, 31, right? A date night, that's a goal. And I can get clear. I can get personal. I can get crystal clear on who it's for, when I want to do it, how I want to pursue that, right? I've had personal goals in my life that look like DIY projects that I'm working on in our new home. And so once I set that goal, like, okay, this month, I want to make sure that we work on getting the office set up. Okay. Now this month, I'm not worrying about the other projects I want to do. I'm focusing on the one that is most important in front of me, right? Setting clear personal, professional, and self-care goals. It's everything. A lot of times when we say we lack motivation, it's not that we're not motivated. It's that we don't have a goal that's motivating us. We don't have something we're pursuing. We don't have something we're working towards. So if you feel a little meh lately, a little mundane, a little like the days just feel like they're the same over and over and over again, have you set any new goals for yourself to shake things up? Okay. Next question is what new habits and routines do you need to implement to better support that vision? I can't just set up a goal. I have to consider the habits, the routines, the behaviors that align me to the person who makes that goal possible, right? So identifying necessary changes that align with your goals is everything. And then lastly, what plans or responsibilities are coming up? Here's the deal. Obstacles are going to get in your way. So what obstacles might get in your way this month? Maybe you can plan ahead that, oh gosh, the month is gonna be very crazy because of the kid's schedule and I can already plan for that. Or, oh my gosh, I'm traveling a lot this month. So that's going to dictate a lot of the time that I have to be able to go after my goals, right? So consider what your calendar is going to look like. What's coming up this month and how can you prep for those things, those obstacles ahead of time so that you can anticipate challenges and then plan accordingly. So often we derail ourselves. We fall off track because we let one thing shake us. We let one moment just have this ripple effect that leads us further and further from our goals. I'll have a woman who tells me, you know, I was working out so well and I was doing so well on my fitness routine. And then my family came to visit and it just shook everything up. But here's the thing. If you already knew your family was coming to visit, you could plan for how you show up while they're there. If that's possible for you, and chances are, it probably is. It's just making it work, right? And being crystal clear and communicating that to the other people around you, right? Letting know that that's important to you. But then the other thing is, how can you bounce back immediately on the other side of that? So yeah, maybe you did put a little pause button on a goal you were working towards because the calendar kind of got cluttered with other things, right? But once the calendar goes back to normal, how can you get back on track faster and faster every time? Okay, so that's the first part. First, I take a moment. I take a pause. You've already marked it in your calendar, right, friends? Because at the top of this, I told you, like, seriously put it in your calendar. The last week of the month, towards the end of every month, I want you to give yourself a gift of 30 minutes of just monthly check-in, okay? It's going to change everything for you, I promise. The second part is mapping out your month. So now that you have some clarity on what's working and then maybe what needs a little tweak or shift in the coming month, it's time to do like a bird's eye look at the month ahead. I want to help you see the big picture so that you can live with intention all month long. Before I get into time blocking my day, I have to know what's getting my yes on my calendar, right? So this step helps you align your time blocking strategy with your real world commitments and responsibilities. Because here's the deal. Time blocking typically involves like things that happen over and over and over again. And we'll get to that later in the episode. But when I can look at my month, that's where I can see the extras that oftentimes throw us for a loop. And I can also be intentional with like the goals that I have, right? Okay, but how do I map out my month? So here's how I want to explain it to you. First of all, I'm not a digital girly. I'm more of a paper planner girly. But if you are digital, this works for you too. You just need a blank calendar in front of you. So whether that's your planner or you're going to grab your digital calendar, just open that up to the month, okay? I want you to write down any significant events trips occasions that are scheduled in that upcoming month so this can include birthdays it could include work meetings social events holidays trips kids sporting events or school functions like all the things okay understanding these commitments helps you plan your time effectively and then avoid last minute conflicts and here's the thing this sounds so simple right like you're like seriously i'm gonna grab a calendar i'm gonna grab a pencil and i'm gonna write out the month yeah I know, it's simple, right? But how often do we let the simple things slide, ladies? It's so easy to set aside a day at the end of the month to do this, and it's also really easy to not set aside a day at the end of the month and do this, but I promise you that doing this is going to create so much focus for the month ahead, and it's hard to know where you're going, honestly, if you don't have focus surrounding it. This is where the structure will actually lead to freedom, so do not skip this step. Step three is setting some goals. So now that you've reflected on the past month, right, and we have a general overview of the coming month, it's time to set some goals. Each month, I like to think through what I'd like to do to move the needle forward, both personally and professionally. I look at relationships that matter. I look at projects I want to work on. I think about how I want memories to be made in the season that we're in, right? And if you need some help in the goal setting department specifically, I'm not going to be breaking that down in this episode, but you can check out a previous episode I shared. I will link it below on how I use the switch method from Jess Macy for goal setting. But in general, here's how you can approach setting some goals. So, let's talk personal first. Personal goals might include health and fitness goals, self-care routines, personal growth, Goals, maybe goals for your relationships, home, spirituality. Setting clear intentions for your personal life ensures that you're nurturing your well being, okay? I like to consider relationships I'd like to nurture. I consider routines that maybe have turned into ruts that need a little sprucing up. I consider how I want to move my body this month or care for myself, mind, body, and spirit. I also look at projects I'd like to complete around the house or memories and outings I'd like to schedule into the season. This is where that question from our prep and visualize exercise comes into play what would progress and fulfillment look and feel like this month that's why that's so key that we do that question the second area is professional goals and i know not everyone following along i know not everyone listening in is a business owner or a content creator in the way that i am but setting professional goals can be really helpful especially if you've been feeling a little flat in your job okay back when i was a teacher goals honestly did not feel fun to set. I mean, it was like benchmarks and test scores. That kind of felt like the only drivers of my success and that honestly just didn't feel right for me. It also felt like a lot of goals in my job were out of my control. And so I never really set goals in my work until I became an entrepreneur. And so if that's you, if you can relate to that feeling, maybe the goals don't have to be necessarily like forward motion, like benchmarks and success metrics, right? You could simply just ask yourself how you want to feel at the end of the day when you leave work and then setting boundaries around your time. That might be the goal, right? So I honestly, as a teacher, I could have stayed at work way past my billable hours (laughs) and that sometimes it felt okay. But more often than not, piled up over time, it didn't feel so good, especially when I get to the parking lot and it was empty and I just felt like, I don't know, I was working a lot harder than maybe my coworkers were. Setting boundaries around your time, that would have been the best goal for me at that time in my career. But maybe for you, it's not bringing work home or practicing saying, no, thank you. Like, I'm so grateful you thought of me, but I just can't add another thing to my plate. Maybe the goal is planning an out of work hangout, like with your coworkers once this month to get to know one another better. Maybe that's what you've been craving is just like to kind of meet each other on a more personal level and not always just in passing at work. Or it could be that you ask for the raise that you know you deserve this month. Shoot, the lack of professional goal setting could even be an indicator that maybe it's time to start making pivots in what you're doing, and that's okay too. Here's the thing. There's no one size fits all to this, but the key is awareness. If you lack awareness, then it's really hard to take action. So these first few steps, taking a moment to get honest with yourself through reflection and visualization, mapping out your month where you'll know what you're giving your time to, and then setting some goals, all of this is data for you to make the next Next right move. Remember that in these first steps, messy action is a must. You won't be perfect. You might reveal a few things you're not proud of and it might be hard to come face to face with our reality and I get this. I've lived this out and I've seen it time and time again. Women come to me desperately wanting change and then a few months in decide to go back to living the life they had begged me to help them break free of. Like it or not, you guys, change comes with resistance we have to get comfortable with that. One of the reasons we get stuck in goal setting and truly where we give our time to is because we set the goals, we set the intention, and then we treat them like genies in a bottle. Like the intention is enough, like the goal is enough, but not really friends. Intention is great. Goal setting is amazing. You know I preach about it all the time, but it's not enough. Your good intentions won't create your dream life. Your goals written in a dusty journal won't manifest themselves. It's in the doing that our intentions become a reality. It's in the action that we move from goal to goal. So let's dive into the last step, the part where we actually do the dang thing. Last part, time block weekly. If you've never heard or tried time blocking, it's basically a way to direct your focus throughout the day that involves breaking your day into distinct blocks of time, each dedicated to specific tasks or activities. Time blocking is highly effective. It's a highly effective method for simplifying your weekly planning, and it's something I've done for years. It's helped me stay focused and intentional with what gets my time and making sure I find a blending of all the things that matter to me. I sit down on Sundays and create a general template, like a skeleton for the week, and most weeks are going to look the same, okay? Let me break down how it works. So the first process is the recurring blocks. This is where I start by blocking out anything in my week that's recurring, such as morning and evening routines, work, meals, classes, workouts, kids drop-off or activities, church, anything that recurs or repeats, this is where we're going to start. So let's say you work 9 to 5, Monday through Friday okay block those hours off each day so in that blank weekly calendar that you have i would block off from hours nine to five and write in the middle work you can even color code it so that work is always the same color right you can include buffers if you need to before and after for commute time and then next i personally so i block out work i also like to look at what i eat and those times now i know you're like seriously yes seriously so i put little like i'll block like you know from the eight to nine o'clock hour, like little dots, which is just like, that's kind of when I'm doing breakfast and that's when I'm getting ready. Same thing happens around lunchtime, whenever that's gonna be for me each day. And then again in the evening for dinner. If you have specific schedules for your kids this is where you could include those like dance class on wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m if it's every single week i literally make a skeleton of my normal week and inside each block of time i write the activity i'll be doing i want to note here that my morning routine and workouts they get written into my planner every week i don't leave that to chance or hope for it in the cracks of my day I've learned that if I don't first take care of me in the day, then other things will hijack my time and I will also lack the motivation as the day lingers on. So even though I might not want to get up in the morning and show up for myself, I always know that I feel better and it's an appointment that I've made with myself. It's literally written in my planner. So the first part, recurring blocks. Part two is where we add in extras. Now, this is where we add in anything extra from our monthly map. So this is why I said it was key to map out your month earlier, because at this point, you can refer to that monthly plan to understand any extra commitments that might throw you for a loop. This is where I add in those meetings, events, trips, holidays, etc. and give them their proper place on my calendar. And most people, this is kind of what they do when they time block, right? They write out their skeleton, their recurring schedule, and then they add in those extras. But this step three is this is where it gets really freaking good, you guys. So lean in. Get intentional with your goals, okay? It doesn't stop after you just write out the skeleton and add in your extras. At this point, you should be able to see cracks in your schedule, margin, and that's good. What I allow in those cracks, you guys, is where I see real progress in my life. This is where I add in any activities that would help me achieve those goals that I set in step three and or help me feel fulfilled and rejuvenated. First, let's talk about goals. I'll use real examples from last month that I actually wrote in my calendar as goals. Personal, professional, and how I implemented them into my time blocking schedule. I wanted to make sure that my husband got a space on the calendar in a fun way last month, so this is where I got intentional with planning date nights. I also knew that I wanted to see my friends and family when I went to Austin. It was a priority for me, so it's where I made sure that I arranged dinners ahead of time and reached out ahead of time so people could plan ahead when I was in town. It's why we started our DIY fireplace project, and it's why I painted the door on our home because everything that got my intention and attention was first a goal and an intention I set for myself. I don't hope I'm a great friend or wife. I make sure I show up to be so. I don't simply wish I had a beautiful home. I make sure those projects get a space on the calendar. I don't cross my fingers and pray I'll have time to work out. I pencil it in every single week. The goals have a spot within the cracks of my schedule, but goals don't have to be the only thing that fill cracks. Hear me say this. You are allowed to have free space on your calendar with no plans, no people to fill it with. The cracks, you guys, are where I can check in with myself and see what truly needs my yes. Maybe the project was really important to me, but I got sick and I needed a moment to rest. Cracks allow for this, margin allows for this. Maybe you had a really tough week at work and you just need an evening of nothingness, right? Cracks allow for this, margin allows for this. And it's not always rest, but man, do I feel extra grateful for the margin when I do need the rest. And it's the rest that allows me to get back up and do meaningful work, achieve my goals and love and serve others well. I learned this year that I don't work so I can rest. I rest so that I can do meaningful work, so I can hit my goals. That is the superpower of my time blocking. It's not a perfectly planned day, it's the cracks, it's the margin, it's how I put goals and myself within the cracks of my normal skeleton week and all the extras that are part of my life. That's the secret. Okay, a quick bonus tip before we wrap up today, you gotta stick to your schedule. (laughs) Seriously, I know, you're like, really? Yes, you have to stick to your schedule because you spent all this time and effort reflecting, prepping, setting goals, making a game plan, you gotta honor that stuff. View each block of time as a sacred appointment with yourself. Minimize distractions during those periods and do your best to be present in the block you're in. If it's work, be at work. If it's date night, be at date night. If it's your workout, be there. As best as you can, because we know life isn't always gonna be perfect, but at the end of the week, when you're prepping to time block out your next week, you can reflect on that past week and then make tweaks as necessary. This is going to be a process. This is going to be a journey just like everything else we do. You're not always going to get it right. Not every week is going to be perfect, but the best you can, stick to your schedule and be where your feet are. And just kidding, I actually have one more bonus tip. I know we talked about weekly meetings to block everything out, but I also know that day-to-day things can shift. And so one last tip, take five minutes at the end of every day, whether that is the end of your workday or maybe like after the kids go to bed, as you're kind of winding down for the night, whatever that looks like. But at the end of every day, five minutes and check in on your blocks for the following day. I like to get my mind prepped and ready for what I have ahead of me the following day so that when I wake up, I'm already focused. I'm already intentional for how I'm going to meet that day and show up for my blocks. I know that wasn't the world's sexiest topic, but guys, it's been a game changer in my life. And my friend was like, you have to do a podcast on this topic. So here I am. Your wish is my command. (laughs) And I just wanted to pass this little gem of knowledge along to you today because these are the things that they're not really teaching us in school, right? Like no one taught me how to time block in school, but someone somewhere along the way taught their method for time blocking, and I've been able to take it, adapt it, practice it, and make it work for me, right? And that's what I hope for you too, that you could take this idea, you can go out and practice it, implement it in your own life, make tweaks along the way, and see if it helps you achieve more success and feel more fulfilled, right? Taking a breath to pause and reflect on how things are going, visualizing what a successful month ahead could look and feel like, mapping out your month so you can make the memories and fit in what and who matters most to you setting some goals so you have something meaningful to work towards something that motivates you and then getting focused each week by blocking out your time and placing boundaries around what gets your attention it's powerful stuff friends maybe not the first time you try it but when you can come back to this over and over and over again it's those consistent reps that you start to see the real progress and i love that for you last thing I know it's easier to have a template to go off of, so I created a free time block template that you can download. I've got the link down in my show notes, okay? But you can steal my time blocking schedule for the week and then tweak it to make it relevant for you. And then tag me on social when you print it off and you start working on it and all the things because I wanna celebrate you. I wanna see how your weeks are unfolding. I wanna see how this is working in your lives, right? And then help you maybe troubleshoot if you have some questions along the way. I'm always happy to talk to you in my DMs. I truly believe that structure and routine offer the freedom to live life on your own terms. Reflecting and connecting and using time blocking, you can simplify your life, you can reduce the stress and you can increase productivity. And with a clear plan in front of you, you'll navigate that month, the week, the day with purpose. It'll be the kind of situation like my friend and I were in at the top of this episode where I shared that we were looking back and saying, wow, how did we get here? How did we make so much progress? It's because we put our heads down. We had purpose. We were nurturing our personal and professional growth. We were nurturing our self-care journey. We were getting in the cracks and margins, leaving that space for ourselves, right? And it takes like falling down a little bit, getting it wrong. But that journey, that getting up one more time, that is growth. And you know what I'm going to say, growth. It looks freaking good on you. So remember, I'm always rooting for you and I can't wait to see, hear how this topic is inspiring you. Do me a favor, screenshot this episode wherever you are. Are you on a walk? Are you hanging out? Like show me where you're listening to this and tuning in and tag me at inspirebeautybrit over on social media with your light bulb fist bumping moments so that I can celebrate with you. All right, guys, I will see you right here. Same time, same place on the Self-Care Sisterhood podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you love today's topic, it would mean the world to me if you shared this on your social to help spread the word. Tag me at Inspire Beauty Brit so I can see what you're loving and learning along the way. All right, friends, till next time, let's go out there and take some action.